0: Welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. My name is Nick Glimsdahl and my guest this week is Dan Brousseau. Dan is the former head of customer experience at City National and he's currently a freelance customer experience consultant working with M Corp CX as well as a low-code tech startup. Dan, welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. Pleasure to be here, Nick. The pleasure is all mine, Dan. So what is one thing that people might not know about you i ask every single guest this it's not i'm not just calling you out but i've gotten some pretty interesting things and wanted to ask you what that might be for you
1: well, that's a good icebreaker i suppose very few people know outside my my main circle that I'm, I'm one of seven siblings big family catholic in the beginning and you know all of what that comes with that you know learning from lots of siblings parents sort of out of the picture while the kids are running around crazy outside. I can go seek all hours competing with one another. So all the all the big family stuff.
0: Yeah, that that is a lot of a lot of kids. From my understanding is when the the more kids that you have at the table, the faster you have to eat at the dinner table. Is that true? Absolutely.
1: Or you, or you lose. <laughs> that, that last piece of bacon's gone pretty quick.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. And so one thing that we, we've had a few discussions and, and I, I have a handful of co- uh, questions that I want to ask in and uh, we could turn this into uh, a five part series if we really needed to. But the first one is, is tell me more about what you mean by you mentioned the, the double bottom line.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, re- it's really a great concept. And it's, it's pretty simple. I can't really take the credit for it. I, I worked with a colleague at City National who actually worked at Capital One where they use this. And the the whole idea is that most companies have, you know, reviewed their bottom line numbers and QBRs and and monthlies and, and annually. And all it's really saying is about making CX Performance an equal part of that business conversation and keeping customers at the center of the business when it comes time to review the numbers. So, you know, in addition to financial measures and reviewing the numbers, revenue net income operating income and so on it's really having a, another bottom line for the customer that shows whether or not and how much we're winning or losing in the same time frame as the business numbers and so looking at customer growth revenue per customer customer profitability and of course there's some kind of a cx metric like an index score perhaps nps if 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 the if the organization is is using nps but it needs to be, you know, what's really most relevant to the business at that time could include something like complaints, which, you know, for, for different kinds of businesses, complaints are right at the top. And how many are we getting and what kinds? So I'll just say, you know, it's, it's an overall gauge of business uh, customer performance. It, it really helps keep the interdependency of customer success and financial outcomes really mm-hmm. top of mind. And uh, it gets leaders talking about both sides of the equation
0: yeah i love this thought of having the double bottom line because there's so many people or so many leaders or executives that are only thinking about revenue or shareholder happiness not necessarily about customer happiness or employee happiness and and what does that mean and how do you drive efficiencies or create a better experience and so having those two you can hopefully run them parallel and maybe there's direct correlations between the two but if leadership can see that from a higher level and they can see it maybe from one dashboard per se, it's a better experience for them and they can help make that make that move or not make that move based off of that bottom line.
1: Yeah, totally agree. And you know, it, it needs to be numbers that they get. Like if you just flash NPS or a five-star rating, it looks nice on the QBR, but nobody's talking about it. But yeah. if you say, How many customers do we acquire in this time period? How many did we lose? How much did our revenue per customer go up or down, or subscriber revenue, or ARPU, or whatever the right number is? And then, are customers more happier with us or less happier with us in this time frame? And you know, so so those are things that
0: your typical business
1: leader can understand and then make the connection to the numbers on
0: the financial side. Yeah, nobody wants to nobody wants to sound dumb or feel dumb. So when you're going and you're talking about MPS or a customer effort score, fill in the blank, another metric or some acronym when it comes to customer experience, the leader's just going to bluff it off as if he or she doesn't know what the heck you're talking about because they don't want to feel incompetent. That's right. So one of the other questions that I had for you is uh, we talked about this about this thing about being thinking horizontally. And so that can mean a heck of a lot of things to a lot of people. And I just want you to clarify what that really means.
1: Well, I mean, you know, I looked at that and what we talked about earlier, it, it sounds a lot like sleeping. So <laughs> I think horizontally is maybe dreaming, but it's it's really not. So I, I think a better term is is thinking laterally. You know, we talk about lateral thinking and lateral thinkers versus linear thinking, but it's lateral versus vertical, basically. So You know, the problem statement here is that many of organizations, you know, the mindsets of of leaders and teams is oriented the vertical. They focus on that unit's work, their objectives. And then, you know, when it comes time to doing customer-facing projects that cross multiple org boundaries, politics, five dumps, turf battles, conflicting KPIs and goals, KPIs and goals can get in the way of, of, of getting the right people across the organization to work together. Mm-hmm. and create the right experience for the customer. And so when when an organization has a lateral mindset, that's that's not the case. So they recognize that customers don't care really how we're organized. Mm-hmm. And they don't care about our structure and the and and how the ways uh, that we work can get in the way of delivering a great experience. So the premise here is that we can't create and deliver great customer experiences that involve different parts of the organization if we're only focused on solving for what we can do in our silo. And so it's really an anti silo mindset and a set of practices and, and, and just the, the way we do things culture when the customer is at the center of the business. You know, I'd say you see it in action with customer facing projects that cross multiple parts of the organization, like onboarding at a, at, at a bank. You know, that onboarding journey crosses sales, the branches, the contact centers, digital operations, and so on. And so we discover a problem with onboarding and right away at the initiation of the project, people are talking about who should be involved in this across the organization without any consideration of should we contact that person's boss or their manager to see if they're available? Should we create, you know, a kickoff meeting in three months to talk about this with all the right people and get leadership buy-in. Yeah. No, it's like Tomorrow, we can get a team together because we, we know there's a problem. Not, not only that, we know we could probably fix it in a day or two if we've got the right people in the room. So it's easy to get those people across those functions of P&Ls in a room. They're empowered to take a holistic, agile, multidisciplinary approach. And, and that really takes a collaborative culture with low org boundaries, low hierarchy, low politics, and, and high transparency. And you'll see that you know CX leaders, they really exhibit this sort of mindset, this this lateral mindset to getting things done for the customer.
0: Yeah. With a customer, we're, we're all customers. That's the beauty of of the marketplace is we all feel that experience. If you're a customer experience leader or not, we are all consumers of a product or service. And when I have a bad experience, I try to do everything possible to solve my problem And it's most of the time it's, it's with the most amount of pain possible, (laughs) which is frustrating because I see that organization as one organization. I don't see it as individual silos or individual departments or people that are saying I'm only in charge of X. So Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, due to my company policy, I can't help you. Well, that's not good enough for me anymore. It's, it's all about meeting customers where they're at and in customer service it's on the channel of their choice and and it's within the least amount of effort and then taking that when they do have those pain points which we kind of talked about is when it's cross collaborative how are you communicating and understanding what those pain points are and maybe taking that feedback and pushing it back upstream and saying this is the frustration that the customer had here's what we did for it let's not maybe have it happen again let's talk about how we can solve it right the first time or the second time i guess so we can continue to alleviate this pain point are you you feeling that pain as well
1: yeah yeah definitely and you know over and over and and, and you can see it getting better and better as these groups come together the, the common ones are between say you know, how a customer flows between a personal interaction with sales what's happening in digital and then what's happening in the contact center Often, it feels like three different companies, right? And how do we make that feel like one company and one journey? And the only way to do that is get them all in the room and say, here's what's happening when the customer goes through this. They're touching you, you, and you. Here are the pain points. What's a better way to make this happen? Yeah. And, you know, you just don't solve it if sales goes away and says, we'll do this and hope for the best, right? Without getting, yeah. you know, digital to make this change. You know uh, on the post login site and without you know contact center recognizing you know this particular issue when a customer you know calls
0: in 100 percent agree so there's all sorts of process and procedures in organizations there are some really good ones and some not so good ones but on the process that you want to move forward the, the right things to do how do you take that process and turn it into something that you can do something with. So turning that insight into action or impact per se.
1: Yeah, you know, and and we talked about this. I used to go around and say, you know, let's not just do voice of customer for voice of customer. We need insight to action. And then over the past couple of years, it's not just about action, it's about impact. So we can get some insights, we can go do some things, but unless you really Aim for an impact or a goal that affects the business, then it's it's still not that much to be really crowing about, (laughs) if you will. So I I think a big part of what a CX leaders and teams job it needs to be much more than providing the insights. They need to to really guide teams and help teams and bring the information and analytics to the teams to get to that impact and understand what that impact is. And then they, you know, it needs to be measurable, verifiable, and tangible. And that's what business leaders need to see from their investments in CX. So, a lot of issues that CX teams and leaders have is business people don't understand the value. Well, when everything you're doing is oriented to a measurable impact that affects the business, that light bulb goes off in that business leader's mind. And they see the impact and power of CX to really affect things in an, on an inordinate scale for how many people are really focused on it. So, you know, what I'm really excited about in in that direction is how you know the different tools and practices have come to fruition that can really automate and speed up and scale up and really tailor how customer insights and analytics are captured and analyzed and presented distributed and used by different users across the organization you know with 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 platforms like Medai Qualtrics and moment those sort of things and then the integration with CRM systems, On the sales side and tools like Jira on the digital side and and tech side, you know, you can really create workflows that pop that information in there in in basically real time from, from, and and really shrink the amount of time that you hear the customer and that people can use that information, can apply it. And so, for an example, a digital team can use a tool like Jira uh, to prioritize and plan the next set of enhancements in the mobile app. Well, You know, you can get a feed of CX insights on the top pain points to give those teams the customer data they need to really prioritize the work. You know, I was in a a situation where we were getting a really good feed of voice analytics from the contact center that was had a big blinking red light on the login experience and pain points throughout the login experience. And it was great because we had already set up the workflow and integration between the analytics and Jira popped in there and the teams were struggling to figure out, well, what should we fix next? What should our next sprint be? And they had a long list. Well, as it turns out, you know, when you've got customers saying this is a huge pain point and they're dropping out of the journey and it's affecting the business and driving contact center call times and pain through the roof, this is an easy one to go after. It makes it to the top of the list. And so Instead of you know having to write a big PowerPoint deck and presenting to the digital team on a monthly meeting, here's everything we're seeing, it just flows straight in there and they pop it into their sprint prioritization process. But you have to ask the question: well, what about big initiatives like transforming a whole journey? Mm-hmm. I think that's that you know, that's really a different animal. The insights you know that lead to that conclusion that the journey is broken and we need to take action have already happened, right? And people know this. But there's still a lot of action, a lot of daylight between the action and the impact when you're transforming a big journey like that. So, you know, getting getting journey teams together using design thinking kind of meets agile sort of approach, the focus needs to be on getting those, that business case together and the KPIs established early on and really tracking that and making sure that, you know, you keep your eyes on the prize toward the impact that that journey transformation is going to have, as opposed to transforming the journey because it sounds like a good thing to do.
0: Yeah, I always joke about customer experience or even customer service sometimes or or IT in general, talk about the the pixie dust and fairy tales. So the IT people like to tinker with a nice, cool technology. The customer experience necessarily doesn't have the business outcomes or business objectives or business impact in mind. They're kind of focusing and running as fast as they can in the right direction, but it might not be aligned with what they want to do across. the departments so taking a lot of this and making sure that the you have the right data and insights and then almost reverse engineering that back to the organization and starting with the end in mind though that's what it sounds like what you're Mm -hmm. trying to accomplish
1: yeah you said that well starting with the end in mind and so so often you see groups that are like we don't like the way this particular journey is happening you know the buyer journey or this the, the help journey And There's really no end in mind. The the focus is, it's painful, there's a lot of effort, but even that is not really useful as, this is the outcome we're really seeking, and this is how that has line of sight back to the actual work we're doing to fix that. So, If we want it to happen faster, if we want them not to drop out during a certain point, if we want them to do a particular transaction and raise this KPI, then that can really guide the kind of work and focus that the team does.
0: Yeah, I like the fact that you kind of talk about the importance of the customers creating these red lights with with data because per department, I can see also where everybody has their own objective or what they're measured on. And sometimes their red lights are not true red lights, but they're red lights for them. So keeping that customer focused And keeping the 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 lights on for the customer making that a smooth transition is more than important sometimes than than what the the red lights are per department yeah well said so there is one other thing that i want to talk about as we close out but do you need to democratize insights
1: i mean it's almost a rhetorical question uh, in my mind and you know if you talk to any customer insights person or a vendor of, of customer insights platforms, they'll say the short answer is yes. I think what's interesting for this conversation is directly related you know, to to, to insights to impact. There's been a lot of research done here and a lot of evidence provided that the more that all employees across the organization understand the customers and apply that voice of customer in their work, the more customer-centric the company becomes and the more capable that organization is at taking action on insights. And so the more that insights are brought to the right people, the right insights are brought to the right people at the right time in a way that they can use it, then it's it's powerful. And so, you know, on the flip side, if it's compartmentalized, if customer understanding is not easily shared or it's slow or dated or latent, you know, it really constrains action to improve customer experiences. we used to say at Forrester, if you're guessing about what to improve for the customer, it's assumptive. It's purely assumptive. You're you're basically making a guess, a swag that we should do this. Yeah. And so without real customer information, those guesses are going to be oftentimes totally wrong or just suboptimal. This also connects to horizontal versus siloed type thinking. If you restrict access to customer insights along organizational silos the less you'll be able to really act on those insights. So,
0: yeah, even even the weatherman predicts off of data and he's only right or he or she is only right 50 percent of the time. So if you don't have data, you're, you're right even less.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think about how client feedback dashboards in detail, you know, it's collected through surveys or text analytics and social listening You know, can be shared. You know, right away and right now, in the format they need, with 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 salespeople and and their managers, you know, they they need that information right now. They've got customer conversations going on today. That if they had insights that come from those customers, could really help them right now in the moment on the next conversation that the salesperson is having, or the relationship manager or the customer success manager is having with that customer. And it's surprising how many companies are sort of sitting on customer information that can help those people really amp up the relationship that they have with the customers and the experience that they, that they give them.
0: Yeah, there's so much data available. It's just how am I, who do I have to find it, collect it, clean it, and then making it actionable to impact. Yeah. And that is the biggest struggle that I, or one of the bigger struggles that I see in organizations is. They may not know they have it, or they may not know where to find it, and then they don't know what to do with it once once they find it. And taking that, and in, in, like you said, gone through the, this entire process, is, is having that insight to impact is is crucial to the organization to build the experience that you need moving forward. Yeah,
1: I would I would add to that. Prioritizing that is also sometimes a struggle, right? There's a long list of, of, of things that IT needs to do, dealing with technical debt and fixing this and fixing that. So when does the you know, customer insights and they need to get the right insights to the front lines rise to the top? And this is where the interconnection from insights to impact really matters, right? And you need to be able to show that if we get this information to these people when they need it, how they need it, it will have this business impact for you. And for people that make decisions and do budgeting and have to make the calls and where to spend the money, you know that can be a big leap of faith. Absolutely. And so, yeah, this is where the rubber meets the road for for the CX team and CX leaders and chief marketing officers and anyone whose job it is to to make that connection with customers.
0: Yeah, well said. Well, I wrap up every podcast with two questions, Dan, and the first one is, what book or person in customer service or customer experience has influenced you the most in the in the past year? So put parameters around it, and and mean you, you you can get all this other parameters if you want. And then the second one is, if you could leave a note to all customer service or even customer experience professionals, it's going to hit everybody's desk Monday at 8 a.m. What would it say?
1: <laughs> well, the, fir- the first one I'm going to cheat because it wasn't in the past year. I- I'll-, <laughs> I- I'll confess, I have not read full the way through a CX book in the past year, but not that long ago, I really got hooked on to The Power of Moments by Chip and Dan Heath, mm-hmm. The Power of Moments. It's a great read on the topic of creating amazing experiences by designing in peak moments based on behavioral science as a uh, stanford professor and um dan heath is another university professor they hang around with the likes of like dan areli and, and people like that who really study behavioral economics and behavioral science and so they apply that to what does it mean to create a great journey it's it's it's, it's fascinating and i had the pleasure of, of of co-facilitating a couple of workshops with chip heath based on that book and so it, it became part of my my thinking in the way i consider you know what makes a great customer journey you know so if i could leave a note tomorrow at 8 a.m., i think it's more of a reminder just stay close stay really really close to the business and the people in the business that are trying to grow that business i, I see cx teams kind of sometimes off in their own space and and not super connected and do everything you can to be really closely connected to the business.
0: Sound advice. Uh, Dan, what's the best way for my listeners to get in contact with you?
1: You know, go ahead and do a LinkedIn reach out. I think my, my email's right there or send me a message.
0: Sounds good. Dan, thank you so much. I, continue to learn and, and pull insight from every guest and, and now you're included in that and i appreciate your time and looking forward to what you're going to be accomplishing here in 21.
1: thanks a lot nick i really enjoyed it
0: hey listeners can you think of one person who would benefit from the information you learned today if so please consider sharing this episode with them and last if you would like to receive all the quotes and book recommendations from all my guests you can go to press one for forward slash podcast
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Press 1 for Nick. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share. Until next time, focus on your customers.
0: Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.